Adios, Hollywood. And saludos, amigos. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic. And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies. And one day, we fell in love with each other. From family movie nights to family vacations. We believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life. So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon. And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites. Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out and talk about what makes them so magical including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. All right, we are back to talk about Saludos Amigos. This was a different one. (laughs) It it is a different one. And I think it'll be a fun discussion because this isn't a movie that I think a lot of people have seen. Yeah, I don't think so. It's not one that you really hear talked about as much Mm -hmm. um, because it is very different. It is a very different feel from the rest of the Disney animated canon um, because a lot of it is just like a series of shorts. It kind of feels like a documentary. It feels a little bit of both. Right. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a second. But first, let's kick things off with a little bit of trivia about Saludos Amigos. So Saludos Amigos was the first of a series of what's called package features that Disney Studios focused on during World War II. So the next few movies we discuss are Mm -hmm. going to fall into this category as well. It's the feature film debut of Donald Duck, who would show up in four more movies of the Disney animated canon. And bonus, it's also the feature film debut of Goofy. I love those fun trivia facts so much because I actually did not know that. You just think of, I mean, like Donald and Goofy are part of the classic characters. Right. And so I didn't know that this was the first, like, feature film that they show up in and both of the ways in which they show up are gems. Like I loved their sections of this movie. And it's also the the debut of Jose Carioca, who of course will co-star with Donald in the three Caballeros Mm -hmm. that we discuss next. And he also plays a role in Melody Time, and he still remains a popular character in his home country of Brazil. And I can see why. Yeah. Now, this is the shortest Disney animated feature at only 42 minutes. So there are actually some people who don't even consider it a feature, but... Mm -hmm. But it is. It is, yeah. Anything over 40 minutes is considered a feature film. So it scrapes by in that department. And then the movie was nominated for three Academy Awards, including Best Sound, Best Song, and Best Music, just like Bambi. Nice. And now, a history lesson. Okay, so... This movie, even though it's not the most popular, it does have a really interesting history and backstory to it. Okay, so with the U.S. entering into World War II, it became really important 
for the United States to improve their relations with Latin America. At the time, most people in the U.S. had pretty negative views of Latin America, and it didn't help that the so-called Banana Wars had given Latin Americans a negative view of the U.S. Anyway, we're not going to get into all the politics here. Just understand relations were not great. Context. Yeah. Just understand the context. Right. So as part of Franklin Roosevelt's good neighbor policy when he was president, his administration was making a push to promote more understanding between Latin America and the U.S. through cultural diplomacy. And because of his influence, Walt Disney was one of several filmmakers that were recruited to help with this effort and serve as an artistic ambassador which I'm like, how do you get that job? An I don't know, but I like, I like that title, Artistic <laughs> Ambassador. Yeah. So in particular, Nelson Rockefeller is the man who is credited with the idea to actually send Walt Disney and his staff on a tour of South America, which inspired the segments of the film. Rockefeller would also later go on to be vice president of the U.S. under President Gerald Ford. So... He's a significant figure in this story. That is significant. Yeah. Besides this, part of why Disney began making these package films was because much of the production staff were actually drafted into the military. So they really had to scale back productions and just keep the company afloat during this time period. Yeah, that was a trying time. I actually remember watching a documentary um, about Walt Disney a couple of years ago on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it talked about that of like that world war two era was really, really tough for the company. Yeah. I mean, it was tough for the whole country for sure. So the movie did prove popular enough that it was decided to make a sequel, the three caballeros, which again is going to be the next movie we discuss in the canon. And I thought this was really interesting, but according to film historian Alfred Charles Richard Jr., that's a lot of names for lot. one person. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he once said that Saludos Amigos did more to cement a community of interest between peoples of the Americas in a few months than the State Department had in 50 years. <laughs> now... Obviously, that's his opinion. It is. But also, I love that quote because it just shows you the power of stories, the power of art. And I also just like love, honestly, you get to see a little bit, I think of like Walt's heart behind projects like this. And you get to see that, like, we're going to talk about that a little bit in the park connections Mm -hmm. of you know, things that you can find and people that you can find in the parks that point to like Walt's heart behind wanting the world to be friends essentially and wanting to learn about different people and different countries and different cultures and the power that stories bring that together. And so I really love that quote. So let's go ahead then and jump into some personal history. Now, obviously, both of us have a similar personal history because we had never seen this movie Neither one of us had ever seen it, yeah. So, yeah, this was our first time watching this movie. So, really, this is less about personal history and more about what did you think about it after watching it? Yeah, 
I mean, I thought it was so great. I mean, here's the deal. Friends, this is made in a different time. I know that there are things in it or about it that are not perfect. However, I still overall think that this is, it, I just, I really loved the mixture of real life footage, that kind of like documentary feeling of like mm-hmm. seeing animators get on the airplane and them like actually drawing things out. I loved the mixture of like real life footage, but also having the fun animated Disney shorts. I just thought it was a great blend. I thought it was a good, you know, a overall like good idea. Yeah, no, I think it is a really interesting movie in a lot of ways. And it, it was actually better than what I was expecting. Yeah, I agree with that. I went in with very low expectations and was like pleasantly surprised. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your thoughts in terms of how this sits in the canon for you? I mean... I wouldn't put it up there with my favorites just because it is so different. Like it is really to me like, yeah, with this being 42 minutes and a different feel, like it barely makes it into the (laughs) the animated canon. Yeah. So I don't think it's one that I can like put on my favorites list. Are there a couple of those shorts though? I would rank them as some of my favorites. Like they're great, like standalone fantastic like Donald and Goofy just classic I definitely think it's like an old gem I is it my favorite no um but I think it's also you know this is a like quick one for anyone who has like younger kids who maybe can't sit through an hour and a half or more right there's some there's some fun fun shorts in this one that I think would hold their attention yeah I think it will be interesting once we get through all of the package features to kind of look at that group of films yeah, as, as a one whole. set and I say, see that. hey, which one did we like the most out of this weird group of yeah. movies <laughs> that sits in the middle of the classical era yeah. of films? I would agree. Lights. Camera. Action. Action. Okay, this is going to be really fun for us to talk about today because we haven't really had time to talk about them ahead of time. So I'm definitely looking forward to what everyone says. So as we always do, let's start off with our favorite things about this movie. So Krista, what was a favorite character, sequence, or whatever? Definitely my favorite sequence was the very last one, The Watercolor of Brazil, I think it was called. Yeah. Um, I loved that scene so much. I thought it was so incredibly well done. Loved the art, loved the music. I would say second to that, probably my favorite character was Donald Duck. That (laughs) very first short was just hilarious. It was just classic Donald and so creative and it just made me laugh and smile. So I really loved that one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kai, how about you? Favorite part of Saludos Amigos or favorite character? My favorite character was Gaucho Goofy. Oh, El Gaucho Goofy. El Gaucho Goofy. Yes. Why did you like that one? Because he wore funny thingies. He did. Yeah. He he wore different outfits. And and where do we live? It was Texas. And he was from, yeah, he was from Texas, moved to South America. That was kind of the story. That was funny. Far. Yeah. But it kind of felt like the other goofy shorts, didn't it? Mm -hmm. That we love so much. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Was there any other part that you really, really liked? Or was that really the standout for you? 
Standout. That That's was the standout. The standout. Okay. What does standout mean? Like the thing that the thing stood that out to you the most. Your okay. favorite part. Yeah. So of the character shorts, my favorite was watching Donald with the llama. Kind of <laughs> like you talked about. Like that little <laughs> sequence was so funny. Uh, but I also loved Donald's interaction with Jose Carioca, who yes. this is the first time we see that character. That little exchange between them, between English and Portuguese, was just so yeah, that fun. Was really cool. And like Donald, when when Jose asks him for his card, and he like pulls out a card from like a deck of cards, <laughs> yes. like it, again, just classic Donald. Yeah. But. I also liked that that was the lead-in for what was also my favorite segment, which was Watercolor of Brazil. Mm -hmm. It was just such a creative sequence. It definitely ended the movie on a high note, for sure. And that's no pun intended because of it being a song. But, uh, but yeah, it was a great, great sequence. Okay, was there anything in this movie that maybe we found surprising or didn't like? Krista? There's nothing I didn't like about this movie. I mean, it's very different from, you know, your typical animated Disney movie. So right. I think that that's, you know, probably why maybe people forget about this one is because it felt more like a documentary with shorts in it mm -hmm. than an actual movie that had, you know, one long story arc in it. Um, but it's not that I didn't like it. I really liked the way that, you know, they intertwined, you know, the artist with the shorts and the cultures and all of those things. Um, it just, it, it has a different feel to it. So right. that's really the only thing that I noticed, Yeah, you know, or, you know, that surprised me. Yeah. Kai, how about you? Anything you didn't like or surprised by this movie? Pedro. Pedro. You Pedro. Like oh, you didn't short, like that sequence the with the airplane? One? Why oh. not? Pedro looked creepy. You thought he looked like creepy? Okay. okay, all right, fair enough. I mean, I thought Pedro was cute, but, I you did. know, to each his own. Yep. Um, the only thing I would say about this is that the movie is a little bit dated because it definitely sure. is a relic of its time. Yep. And as we talked about in the history section, that gives some context for why it was made. But one thing that parents might want to be aware of going into this movie is you might see a beloved character or two engaging in an unhealthy activity in the movie. So yeah. just heads up about that. As we see in these early years of animation, what right. was culturally acceptable is not always acceptable now. Um, so just be aware of yeah, that. Yeah, just know that going into it. That's the only thing I would say. I mean, then anything we noticed specially about this movie? Like I said, I, I really... I really liked the the blend of like, hey, we have these artists and they're traveling and they're going to get some real life experience. But I did like the fact that like in the little details you see, like in the first short with, with Donald and then with the airplanes, like you see the words, like the narration is happening in English, but the words that they use are in Spanish or just like mm -hmm. whenever we meet Jose and that exchange, like he is speaking Portuguese like those things were little details that I noticed that I really enjoyed because they didn't necessarily have to do that knowing that they were going to make this movie in English but I just I liked those little details um and I think it's also just kind of cool we kind of see the 
the beginnings a little bit of the Three Caballeros, which we're gonna get to later. Um, we kind of see where that started. I always wondered how that got started, and so watching Saludos Amigos, I think, is gonna give me more context to those Three Caballeros characters. Kai, how about you? What did you notice in this movie? Um, I didn't really know. Nothing you I know that Walt Disney was in it. Yeah, yeah, we do a we glimpse do of him Waltz. in a sequence yes. with the yeah with the animators in yeah. Brazil. Yeah, yep. yeah, he kind of makes a little guest appearance. How there. did he know how to speak? Well, he probably had a translator. Yeah. That's yeah. usually what they do on trips like that. They usually hire a translator mm -hmm. so they can communicate. But it is cool yeah. that we get to see a little glimpse little. of Walt. Yeah, uh -huh. it's nice to see him make an appearance for yeah. sure. One thing I noticed was that whenever they do the the artistic sequences over South America, when we go to mm -hmm. a new country, it reminded me a little bit of the art from Dumbo when we're looking uh -huh. down on the map. Yeah. You know how there's like little characters yep. moving around and That's things true. like that. Uh, it, it was a little kind of callback to Dumbo, I felt like. But let's get into our specific questions for this movie and imagining if we were in the movie. So... In Saludos Amigos, we meet a young airplane named Pedro, which, sorry, Kai, uh, I know that apparently was not your favorite section, but but this is one of my questions. So Pedro is responsible for transporting mail across the mountains. Yeah. So here's my question. If you were an airplane, what kind of cargo would you want to carry? This was an easy one for me. I said coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's very South who, American. Yes, and also, who cannot live without coffee? I know that there are non-coffee drinkers out there. I don't know how you survive, but I love coffee, and yeah, because it was in South America, I just, I was like, yeah, I'd be, I would be um, transporting mounds of coffee <laughs> to make sure everybody got what they needed gallons and gallons, gallons, of, coffee. gallons of coffee that's right yep kai how about you what would you be transporting i would be transporting a whoopee cushion whoopee cushions <laughs> whoopee cushions all right yeah i mean everyone needs whoopee cushions sure that's uh that nope nope yeah. we don't need to hear a demonstration <laughs> nope. of one not we, right we now all the sound that they make. yep yep okay and then um I guess for me, probably what I would choose to transport would probably be something like books. I don't know. I, yeah, you would do something like I, that. I, yeah, I would. Books. So, you know, educational supplies, sure. things of that nature. Sure. So, okay, now we're going to talk about El Gaucho Goofy. So here you go, Kai. <laughs> we're, we're fitting Goofy in here. So in that segment, we see Goofy enjoy several different activities. He rides a horse. He eats asado, which is uh, Andy, Argentine barbecue. And he eats and he eats a knife. <laughs> yes, he does do that. We don't recommend that. Nope. Um, we also see him lasso Araya, which is kind of like an ostrich, ostrich type mm -hmm. creature that lives in South America. Well, we see him trying to lasso he it. Yeah. In his goofy style. And then we also see him play music under the stars. Mm -hmm. So of those activities. Which one would you enjoy the most and why, Krista? I said playing music under the stars because I like to sing and I also like the idea of campfire songs. I just wouldn't want to sleep out there. I'm more of a glamping kind of gal. <laughs> What's a glamping? Not camping. <laughs> 
kind of camping-ish, but like I, I prefer a cabin. So I like the idea of, oh, we all sit around the campfire and we sing and it's so pretty and you get to see all the stars. You like get, that idea. I just, I'm not sleeping out You get there. to dance with gotcha. horse. I dance with a horse, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Kai, how about you? Which one of those activities would you enjoy Lassoing. the most? The lassoing. The lassoing. Yeah. yeah. I can totally see you doing <laughs> I that. I could 100%. see you. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as for me, I'm going with the barbecue, eating some asado, <laughs> yeah. having some good, yep, that's, that's probably what I would enjoy the most out of all of those, but yeah. yeah, but it was fun to watch this movie because it was new it's to new us. To all of us, yeah, it was new to all of us, and just kind of putting it into, putting it into the right context of why it was made, so it'll be fun to go to its sequel, Three Caballeros. That'll be our next one up, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. See you later. Let's go to the parks. Let's talk about park connections for Saludos Amigos. What can people experience that might help connect them with this particular movie? Yeah, so there's more than you think, but I will preface this by saying I'm going to mention... More of these, there's a lot of overlap with Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros. So um, Three Caballeros, I'm probably going to mention like more actual in the park connections. Um, and I'm going to do this a little bit differently where it's still um, Disney trips you can take, but they're not all necessarily in Disney parks. But let's start there. Let's start at the Disney parks. I want to start at Disney World. And this is one that I love this meet and greet so much. Donald Duck. There's lots of opportunities for you to meet Donald in the parks. But the one meet and greet that stands out the most to me and has a great park connection to something like Saludos Amigos is meeting Donald at the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot. He is dressed up in a sombrero and poncho. And it is the cutest. It is. And I, I know like this will, this actually, you know, has a stronger connection to three caballeros, right. which actually does have parts that are set in Mexico. And that does not happen in Saludos Amigos. But I just wanted to go ahead and put that there because it's Donald and it's, it's just, still Latin America. it's still Latin America. Yeah. And I just, the meet and greet is so great. I love I love it. It's awesome. So definitely stop by and see Donald at the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot. Also, keeping with Epcot, you're going to hear about Epcot a lot in this episode. <laughs> um, so every year, so one thing I love about Epcot is it is home to a few different festivals over the course of a year. The last festival is that happens every year at Epcot is the Food and Wine Festival. And that usually happens from July to November. And it's one we typically are always there for because yeah. we like to go in November. But what the Food and Wine Festival is, is there special booths that are along the World Showcase. Some of the booths are actually feature like the country pavilions, but there's also booths that are feature countries that are not part of the world showcase. And Brazil is one of them. So there's not like a Brazil pavilion, but right. there is a Brazil booth at the food and wine festival. And we didn't get to stop by this booth recently on our last trip, but my mouth waters every time I see pictures of this <laughs> Brazilian 
cheese bread. Oh my word. So if you're there at food and wine, stop by the Brazil booth and they have other dishes as well, but the Brazilian cheese bread just looks so good. And for my friends that maybe are gluten-free, that Brazilian cheese bread is gluten-free friendly. So there you go. Little snack for you. Okay. So also let's talk about Goofy because Goofy shows up in Saludos Amigos. And again, there's so many opportunities to meet Goofy around the parks. And while you won't catch him dressed up like a gaucho, I wouldn't put it past him. You never know with Goofy. He could at some point come out dressed like a gaucho, but he is my favorite to watch dance during the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. There's a show that always happens in front of the castle. And one of the parts of the show is um, Mickey and pals are singing Feliz Navidad. And Goofy is my favorite to watch dancing in that one. He's got some great moves. So there you go. Also, we need to talk about moving over to Magic Kingdom. Um, we need to talk about It's a Small World. The reason I put this in here, I have to I have to highlight this ride. It is one of my favorite classic rides of all time. Do not skip it when you go. And the reason I put this in here is because you see several different Latin American countries featured in this ride. So you can see nods to countries like Argentina, Brazil, and Chile. All right. Now we're moving from the parks and we are going to talk about Disney trips where you can experience some things that you might see in Saludos Amigos. I want to talk to you though. This is not Disney World or Disneyland. These trips are called Adventures by Disney. If you have never heard of these, these trips are really incredibly special. They are hosted by Disney, if you will, like they are put together by Disney and you can go to several different countries. There's like 40 different countries to choose from, I think, and they have many different itineraries, but they're, they're special trips because you get the Disney service, you get the level of like care and Disney experience, but you're also getting some really incredible opportunities to experience and see places in a way that is not stressful where you're having to like do all of the work. And there's a lot that's, that are included. Um, a lot of experiences and meals and things like that that are included. And so I wanted to highlight some adventures by Disney trips that you can take in and around Latin America. So let's start by talking about Peru. You actually, on this one, it's eight days, it's seven nights. You get to go to 14 different sites. You go to Lima, you go to Machu Picchu, you go to Sacred Valley, and you go to Cusco where you get to see the llamas and alpacas and all of that, which I think is really cool. We'll have to come back to that one with Emperor's New Yes, we will. I thought about that immediately. (laughs) I was like, oh, Cusco, Uh, you know, so yes. You know, anyway, there you we'll go. Get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We will get there. But these are great because all of these trips that I'm going to mention, the vast majority of your meals are included. You also have two tour guides. You have private VIP tours. There's cultural experiences with local experts. Um, all of the, you know, if you're depending on what you're doing, there's things like whitewater rafting and, you know, hiking, all these things that's all included in the cost of these trips. So they're great, great values for what you get when you go. And like I said, it's great that it's all like the itineraries are all planned out for you. And it's standing in line. 
no standing in line. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so yeah, so you can go to Peru on an Adventures by Disney trip. Um, also on Adventures by Disney, you can do a trip to Costa Rica. This one is seven days. You visit 10 different sites starting in San Jose and ending in Guanacaste. Um, so some highlights of this trip include like a zip line tour. You get to go to like the cacao rainforest tour, whitewater rafting in the Arenal volcano area. There's also beach and snorkeling time. Um, another adventures by Disney trip is visiting the Galapagos islands. There's a Galapagos islands expedition cruise. I think this one sounds so amazing. It's nine days. You start out in Quito, Ecuador, and then you fly, uh, you kind of basically hop over to Baltra Island and North Seymour Island. You get to see the iguanas and the sea lions, and then you board a ship and you travel to the different um, Galapagos Islands, and you do get to see the tortoises, all kinds of wildlife, tons of snorkeling, so many amazing things. I think if you love nature, this would be an awesome trip for you. Yeah, again, this is for the outdoorsy This is for the outdoorsy, adventurous people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you end back in Quito. You go to eight different locations over the course of nine days. So super amazing, amazing trip. And then another thing that I wanted to mention for Adventures by Disney, there's a couple, most of, most Adventure by Disney trips are at least seven days. Most of them are longer than that. That's like the minimum is typically seven days, but there are a couple of what they call adventures by Disney escapes that are four to five days that are great. If you're doing another like longer adventure by Disney trip and you, you know, are flying into a location and you want to visit that location for a few days beforehand, these are great things that you can do these little escapes. So there's a couple of escapes in central and South America that I wanted to mention that are a little shorter. One is called um, the Amazon escape. It's five days and it's in Ecuador, mostly visiting like nature reserves, tropical rainforest areas. But the other escape that I really wanted to mention that goes along so well with Saludos Amigos is the Buenos Aires escape in Brazil. That's four days. And in the itinerary, you actually do get to go and learn and have a cultural experience with Argentinian cowboys. You okay. get to experience kind of, you get to be like a gaucho for a day, if you will. And so after watching and getting to participate in some of those activities that we might see Goofy do, though, you know, Goofy goes a little... He, he's he goes got, a little goofy. He goes a little goofy. He's got his style. These are like legit gaucho Argentinian cowboys. Um, but after you get to watch and participate in some of the activities, you actually get to experience having an Argentinian barbecue. You get to eat like a gaucho. And I think that that is so cool. So if you look up Adventures by Disney, here's the deal, friends. You either have to call the number to book it or it says to contact your travel agent. That would be me. I would absolutely love for you to contact me and I would love to help you set up a trip to do an adventure by Disney. I think they're so awesome. We can't wait to do one one day. I will say mm -hmm. for, for families with young children, most of these trips, the minimum age is five, but the suggested age is eight. And that is because there are a lot of activities that are very active outdoors kind of harder activities to do. So just keep that in mind. But I do think if you have older kids, like, I mean, our nine-year-old would love some of these trips, yeah. but we cannot go yet because we have the baby as well. But these are, these are bucket list trips for us. Like 
I would love to do these. So I would love to help you plan them as well. And then the last thing I wanted to mention that is another part connection. I saved this for last just because I think it's so special is definitely go and visit. There is a cultural ambassador program that Disney has where friends from other countries come and are cast members as cultural ambassadors at the parks, particularly at Epcot. And you do see them around Animal Kingdom as well. But this is such a special program and it is so special. Do take the time. You will see them um, at several, well, you find them at most of the Epcot pavilions, but they're there to share their experiences and, you know, their life experiences and some things that from their culture with you as you're going around the parks. And so talk to them, spend time with them. They're there to teach you. I think it's such an awesome program. I especially love stopping at the pavilions, but also at Animal Kingdom. Um, you'll see them stationed around some of the trails as well. And they're just a wealth of information. And I love that Disney has this program. So definitely stop and talk to those cultural cultural ambassadors. Yeah, that's cool because the heartbeat of this movie really is about cultural exchange. Exactly. And so to see that spirit it's of still there. Disney still it's there. It's still there. Very really cool. Yeah. And you, you know, you'll have some special experiences that like I, you know, a few years ago when we were visiting the Japan pavilion in Epcot, we stopped and, you know, talked to a cast member who, you know, was uh, lived in a city that our son lived in for a while. And so mm -hmm. that was a really special connection that our son got to have in that moment um, with a cast member while visiting the Japan Pavilion. And so I just, I love this program so much and just to really think, stop, take advantage of it, talk to these sweet ambassadors who are here to teach us. Time for a pro tip. Truth be told, our oldest child may have gotten a bit of his love for planning from his type A mama, and I'm not mad about it. Before every trip, something we like to do is we sit down as a family and make a bucket list of all the activities we would like to accomplish on our trip. And we usually divide this into two lists, our must-do activities and, if we have time, activities. This not only helps us prioritize things and set up proper expectations, but it also reduces the amount of wasted times at the parks asking each other, uh, what do you want to do next? I don't know. What do you want to do? Like the vultures in the jungle book. Don't be like that. As a travel agent specializing in Disney vacations, I give my clients a list of our family favorites at each park along with a guide to help them get started, but I also have planning sheets so they can decide as a family what their must-dos and if we have time activities are. If you don't go in with realistic expectations in a plan, you'll quickly be overwhelmed as there's just so much to do. Don't waste time, make the most of your time. Okay, it's time to say hasta luego, but we'll be returning to South America and Mexico also with Donald and company for the Three Caballeros. Which is another one we've never watched, even though we know who the Three Caballeros are. If you want to learn more about taking a trip to the Disney parks or something like an Adventures by Disney vacation, check out the link in our show notes. I'd love to help you and we will see you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. 
Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon Podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation or its subsidiaries, nor NBC Universal or its subsidiaries, nor Warner Brothers or its subsidiaries. The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations or their subsidiaries. Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only.